today's date is April the 15th, 2020. My name is William. I'm representing Peachtree Property Management. And today I will be explaining the ins and outs and betweens of fix and hold rental properties located in B, C, and D class communities. Explaining to you today the rental application process. I do use websites that are that do give one dollar trials. Um, they are they do last for seven, fourteen, some even I think twenty days. And so with that one dollar trial, you can pull background checks on as many people as you would like, um, as many people that apply for your rental uh, properties. For the application fee, I do charge uh, $40 to $60, just depending on location. No more than uh, $60, no more than $40. Just proving, just for them to prove that they can uh, afford the place. If they can afford $40, I look at it like they can afford, um, you know, to, to move in. So, first thing is first... Um, I do accept as far as with payments for uh, the rental or for, for the application from the tenants. I do accept Cash App, Venmo, MoneyGram, um, uh, checks if they you know, even if they're personal checks, as long as they're mailed um, and they get to me in time for, for the, uh, the viewing. I try not to show a property uh, and, and, and not get paid. I do accept cash, but what? I have to get the cash up front. The reason I do that is because some people will, they, they know how to play the game. They will walk up with a rental application in their hand or with a paper in their hand. And you think, well, they got the money, they have the paperwork, and you show them the place. You 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 know, you spend your your hour, 45 minutes, 30 minutes showing the place, and then you go to get the money or go to and go get the application. And they say, Well, I didn't fill out the application. Um, I was wanting to see the property first and I didn't bring any money. So thus you kinda, you know, they got a free tour and they wasted your, wasted your time. Uh, um, one thing I also do, I try to set up all my uh, open houses on the same day. The reason I do that is because in the past I have had applications or I have had uh, applicants say, well, I wanna show up on Thursday. Some show up on Friday, some show up on Saturday, some show up on Sunday, or say they want to show up, and then no one shows up on that Thursday. Two people show up on Friday out of four. One person shows up Saturday, no one shows up Sunday. So what I do is, it makes for a longer day. I may say, well, I want everyone to show up on Friday, and I schedule them for 30 to 45 minutes, and I give a space of uh, 30 minutes in between. So giving an example, I may ask the first family, the first person to show up at 10 o'clock, the next at 11, the next at 12, the next at 1, the next 2, and possibly the next at 3. Um, I try not to take too many applicants. I'm not trying to get rich um, off of it. I know some companies, some individuals, and again, this podcast is to help out um, Realtors or small-time investors that are just not getting started or uh, want to see other methods of trying to do things, uh, just someone looking for motivation. Um, you know, when there are some companies that do charge 
$100, $80 for application. And they try to get as many applicants as they can before they stop doing open houses. So say you get, you charge $100 and you get 20 applicants. You get 20 people to, for that one property. And it, it could be different for a bigger company because they can get 20 applicants and they may have 15 properties. Could have 10 properties, could have 20 properties. Where someone small like myself, I may have one or two at uh, vacant homes at the same time. If I get 20 applicants charging them $100 a piece, I've made $2,000 in two weeks uh, just working for, uh, working just on Saturday. So working two days that week or working three weeks and just working three days, I made $2,000. I'm not trying to get rich. So I only charge 40 or $60 and cut it off at four to six applicants. Um, so basically what I do, so I don't waste time, I, after I get the paperwork, after I get the, um, basically, and if I, sometimes I try to get the paperwork early and if I get the money early enough, I've already, I have my boxes. Um, what I mean by boxes, I have a paper where you're gonna find some people with, um, you have a box with great credit, good credit, okay credit, or you have good credit, uh, or I should say great credit, uh, okay credit, and bad credit, rental history. Some people will say they, you know, they will let you know up front that they got evicted. Um, you know, I do, even though you ha on your application you may contact the landlord, um, some landlords are just trying to get rid of their tenants, just to be honest with you. So they may tell you, oh, the tenant's great, tenant pays on time, never been late, keeps the place immaculate. They're just trying to get rid of the, uh, the people. So what I do say uh, is try to, you know, when you narrow it down to maybe one or two or three people, or I say two or three or four people, try to say, well, what's your current address? Can I go and view the home to see what condition is in? You know, um, if they don't keep that place up, they're not gonna keep yours up. Um, but one of the things I, I do is, you know, the not waste time. I, I, I walk them through half the house, and I you know, I let them know, you know, this is one bedroom, this is the kitchen, laundry room, living room here. The maybe the other two bedrooms are in the back. Uh, let them know where the back porch is. I to get to the back porch, you know, whatever it may be, and then I let them walk around themselves. I do advise for you to have. Like, if you have ceiling fans, have the ceiling fans going, have the lights on, um, make sure, you know, the stove is operable, operable uh, you know, working, the gas is on, um, the windows are, uh, uh, you know, unlocked, they up, and, you know, you let them lock the, the windows, you may, um, you know, you have the, you may have the back door locked so they can unlock it, uh, so they know the locks work. Uh, you know, I usually lock the house, and I show, I show them I wiggle the handle, and it doesn't open. I unlock the bottom, try to push it, I unlock the top, so they know the doors do lock. You know, some people will make up things. I have people uh, moving one of my properties and say, "Well, the, the glass on the front door was already uh, weak because they, I think they pushed the, they slammed the door and used their weight basically uh, on the glass and it busted." And they try to say. I know it's not true. Um, so, you know, you let them know that everything works, everything locks, everything comes on, everything is operating uh, as standard or better than standard conditions. Um, 
But like I say, I don't, I try not to waste any time. I let them walk through. If they're taking too long, I don't go through the whole process of going through the actual lease and detail of my expectations. I hit the main points. Um, you know, I just tell them when the rent is due, not to have to, you know, basically, you know, the trash, when, when that's gonna be picked up, uh, cutting the grass, just hit, hit those things and, and, and let it be. Uh, the reason, like I say, you know, you sit there, you talk to people, and some, some people are just there to waste your time. Some people are there trying to work out a deal, trying to, you know, pull your heartstrings and say, well, yeah, my, you know, my, my grandpa is sick or my kid is sick, all this. You have to understand, you know, you may have sympathy for some people. My properties are already uh, real cheap anyway. If, if the rent is 800 I usually charge 625 650 If the uh, rent's in that uh, location are going for 800 If they're going for 900 you know, 650 to $700. You know, I have cheaper rents um, and great quality homes. So basically, um, you know, again, it's affordable rentals, trying to do the reverse gentr uh, gentrification uh, method. But some people, they, they, they understand that and they're still trying to get a deal. Um, let me see. So once I show, you know, I show them the property, it may be, you know, it may, if I show someone the property at 10, the people at 11 and 12 may not show up, one and two may, um, I, you know, I can go out and grab a bite to eat if, I, if need be. I try to call them ahead of time just to make sure that they are coming. So in the in-between after I've got through the, with that walkthrough. And another thing, what I found out is if, you know, you, you, you have that, that 30 minute window of the people are still around and they see someone else coming, they may be more uh, hasty to say, well, you know, I, I, I want to, you know, I, I do want the property. They kind of be more upfront with you. If they, they think that they're the only people, they're going to try to, you know, draw you down, even though the property hasn't been sitting long, uh, probably only been sitting a couple of days or two a week. But like I say, I, I tell everyone after I show it, I contact you in four to six days. If I don't contact you, uh, then you know I, I moved on to someone else. Everyone understands the rental application is is non-refundable. So if you keep it low, you won't get hassled. If you do something like eighty or hundred dollars, some people are going to ask for their money back, even though it's already stated on your actual application to. Um, you know, it's non-refundable. I do use Rocket Lawyer. Uh, they do have contracts in my state. They do have them representing many different states, if not all states. So you can find a contract that will follow your state rules um, and, you know, and will protect you. Let me see. I'm following my, I have some notes written down, so I'll make sure I hit all my points. But to get, go back to that box I was talking about, not everyone is going to check all your boxes, especially depending on your location or your, your property. You may not be able to find the 100% the, the, the ideal tenant. But you can find tenants that check most of the boxes. And those are the, you know, you narrow them down to four to six people or four to six families. And you just narrow it down to those one and two. And um, I hate to say it, you know, some of, it may be a tie. You almost have to flip a coin or just get their feel. Um, you know, you're going to have some people that... They have a great paying job, may not have been on that job long, may have had three jobs in, um, in a year and a half. Um, so, you, you know, you're looking for someone with stability, but 
then you know you may have someone that has stability and may not you know their last rent might have been there are people out there you know that do rent places for 400 or 450 but the properties like I tell everyone if you're looking for a property for 400 450 the, 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 the landlord most of the time is not going to take care of the property I'm just going to be honest with you know with you so um, you know I'm not saying you all to do that I don't do it none of my properties are any cheaper than 550 and 550 is kind of pushing it because basically what I do is you know most of my properties I get them so cheap because they're so destroyed that everything is gutted so usually I don't do anything below 600 but I do have one or two properties that are 550 another thing Flipping through my notes here. I do go back and check on, like, once the, I don't know if I already said it, but once the tenants, once you uh, you pick someone, and I, I go through the lease paragraph for paragraph, word for word. I don't want any confusions. I don't want any problems. I make sure they have understanding. I give them a copy. I keep a copy. Um, and you know we we both sign it sign it i also have a walkthrough checklist you know they check on the cabinets they can check off right on there um the condition of the cabinets i, I let them keep it i take a picture of it so i have it for my records but you know they write down the condition of the home or whatever like it may be some scratches in the wood floor or, or whatever it may be um they may say the the hinges on the door and that might need to be tightened that's a-okay that's written down i know that they didn't do it, they know they didn't do it. Uh, and like I say, that's, that protects you also as a landlord or as the owner. They can't, you know, when, you do it, when you're doing your final walkthrough, they're moving out. They can't say, oh, this was already right, like this. You go back to that paper, no, it wasn't. Another thing um, I do is some people, you can take the first and last month's rent up front, you can take the first and security deposit, or you can take first, last, and security deposit. Uh, it just depends on how you want to uh, do it, and also the location. The location determines a lot of that. You know, usually you're going to take the first and last month's rent, a first and security deposit. Um, just being honest with you, depends on the location, depends on what type of people you're able to, to, to find typically. Uh, you, after a couple of years, you kind of get a feel if people move out every year, or every two years, every three, depending on how long you keep the property, what type of people are coming there, what type of people in that neighborhood. Um, and so some people are going to move out, not going to tell you. And just being honest with you, I mean, the security the deposit is already going to be gone. They're going to try to stay there because, I mean, doing the evictions. They, they get an extra 10 days, 15 days, depending on the, a time like this during this uh, pandemic. They, you know, they get make it an extra two months. Some people just are not, you know, not going to move. So it just depends on, you know, work, what works best for you and the location. I'm not going to tell you what to do, just giving you ideas. Also, I don't know if I've, if I've already said this, but I do go back after a couple of days or a week and I go back and I check with the utility company. Either I have a revert back to landlord or, and what a revert back to landlord is for the lights and gas, if they stop paying or if it gets cut off, it goes back into my name. So I know they're not paying the lights. I stopped doing that 
but now I go back and I check. I call, you know, whatever the gas or whatever the lights or the uh, water company. And I call them and I say, is, you know, I ask, you know, is everything on? The reason I do that is because after a few years of doing this, you find out, well, if Sally or uh, uh, Jasmine isn't paying the, the water, eventually, you know, and I don't care if the water, lights, and electricity is not in the tenant's name, as long as it's on, uh, that can be a red flag also. But again, like I say, Sally or Jasmine, their they're, they're water is off. I, I, just being honest with you, some, how some people do it is that once they're able to get their water back on, they'll fall back on their, their rent and they won't pay the rent or they start pay, paying part, partial payments towards the, the rent or they have the lights cut, uh, the lights will get cut off. And again, it's a big fee to, you know, some, sometimes it's a big fee depending on their credit and their history. Um, but once you get it off, it, you know, it may be a $150 uh, fee, could be 200 could be $200 fee plus how much ever you owe. And they won't pay the, uh, the rent. So, like I say, it's, that's in the contract also. Must have lights, if the has gas, must have the gas, the water must be on. Uh, because, like I said, I don't really worry about telephone, uh, those utilities, because usually everyone has a cell phone. But, like I said, it's just, uh, once once something goes, gets cut off, it's a red flag. I already have, I already have it in my mind that all right, eventually they're going to be moving out. That's just how it, it turns out. And I'm, I've never been wrong on that. So, again, this, this, this podcast is just here to um, document my... My life, as far as my um, my endeavors in this real estate, and to hopefully inspire uh, other people, um, and to help um, tenants by helping landlords make or reverse gentrification to make housing more affordable, to build up a lot of these cities, a lot of these rural areas, a lot of these you know even if they're big cities or even. Um, suburban areas because like I said from the recession to and, and now the pandemic real estate probably will be affected and hate to say it the rental market has not gone down since the 1950s 1960s or 70s every year or every 10 years or every so often the rental market goes up a certain percentage and it hasn't gone down so it's just going to get harder and harder. I know they're saying jobs are coming in, especially in the state of North Carolina, uh, like textile jobs. But they're not the textile jobs of the old, where you can make 20 25 30 almost $40 an hour uh, with incentives and, and bonuses and things like that. Now, you, you're probably going to make $8 an hour to, to $14 an hour if you're lucky. And that's kind of hard to survive on. Um, especially if you have kids. So I'm trying to get rentals more affordable, fight, um, you know, the inflation of the rental properties and wholesaling and, and just, and just try to make, you know, basically the world a better place for tenants and landlords. Again, you can support my movement of reverse gentrification and trying to make rental properties, uh, fixing holes more affordable by going to my cash app, 
I have a, well, not Cash App. I have, well, Cash App or GoFundMe. I have a Cash App, Wag Realty LLC, and making any any size donation. I do have a GoFundMe now set up, um, fixing whole rentals. Uh, you can go, you'll see a, um, a gray house uh, located on it. But um, again, I'm trying to raise money, um, support my business, um, trying to buy a lot of a lot of these properties that are either going to be torn down or turned into drug homes uh, and just sitting vacant. So, like I say, you can go to my Cash App, Wag Realty LLC, or my GoFundMe. Thank you all. You also have also have a page on um, on YouTube, Peachtree Property Management. Two, not T W O, not T O O, not T O, but the actual number two. So Peach Tree Property Management Two. You can go there, subscribe, like my videos. I'm trying to do a little bit better videos. I, I use my my phone, but I do have a small 360 camera. That I'm gonna start uh, reusing. I do have uh, about two or three videos using that, but I will use start using that more often to bring better quality. Thank you all. Be safe. Have a great day.